Shalom Aleichem, this is Rabbi Kovacs, and we are continuing the Mishnah Yomi Shir in Chapter 1 of Rosh Hashanah, Mishnah 8. Elu Hen HaPesulim. These are those who are disqualified from testifying to seeing the new moon and then relating that testimony to the High Court to sanctify the Chodesh. HaMesochik Bekuvia. Those who play with dice, gamblers. Now, the Mepharshim explained it could be because these people are professional gamblers and they're not involved in any constructive occupation. could be because gamblers are prone to having debts and uh, not being very truthful. And the, the Bartner brings an explanation that they win their money through a Kenyan asmachta, meaning that when everyone puts down their money before they roll the dice or spin the roulette or play the, the cards or whatever it is, they don't really intend to lose their money. So everybody's sitting around that table gambling. They're not really giving their money wholeheartedly. So the post scheme do distinguish a case where there's a tzedakah organization having a raffle and the people are paying the money for raffle tickets, but it really that money goes to tzedakah. We give tzedakah wholeheartedly as a mitzvah, so it's not the same as people sitting around the table gambling who really never wanted to lose their money. So when they lose that hand or lose that roll of the dice, they're really not giving it over to the other players, so it's really Gezel de Rabbana, and it's rabbinically stealing. Mishnah continues, Molve Bribis, those who lend money with interest. Uh, if it's a biblical prohibition, they'd be prohibited biblically from testifying, but even rabbinical interest, uh, we're going to talk about Avak Ribis uh, later on, then uh, that would also be puzzled from this testimony. Umafriche Yonim, those who race pigeons. They had pigeon races, they would bet on that. As other Mepharshim say that uh, people would, would scare someone else's pigeons or, or lure them making pigeon noises uh, to lure other people's pigeons out of their nests. Vesokhre Shvit, those who do business with Shmita year produce, which is Asr Deraisa to do business with, but even on a rabbinical level, there are certain prohibitions that aren't forbidden Deraisa but are forbidden rabbinically. Ve'avodim, and an Evid Kanani who's not yet freed, he's not yet fully Jewish, these people cannot testify about the new moon. Now, the Mishnah adds Zayah Klal. This is the general rule about these kind of people testifying. Kol Any form of testimony, any information that a woman is not believed about or not accepted by the court to speak about. These people, even if it's a rabbinical problem, a rabbinical iser that they're doing, they're a Russia Durabanan, they are also not allowed to testify. Now, what this excludes, interestingly, is we learned in the last chapter of Yevamas, uh, we, we're going to learn in Mishnah, we learned in the Daf Yomi not too long ago, that sometimes we will accept one witness, or even if that witness is not normally qualified, to allow a woman to get remarried if he's testifying that he heard or saw that the husband had passed away. There are certain leniencies that our sages relied on to allow a woman to get remarried on the basis of less than normal acceptable testimony from two kosher witnesses. So these kind of witnesses, as long as it's not a psul deraisa, would still be believed to allow this aguna, this, this woman, to get remarried, whose husband went overseas, and Nebuch, there was an accident, and no one saw except this one guy who gambles. We would still allow that. On to Mishnah Tess. Someone saw the new moon, and they saw it Friday evening, and they want to travel on Shabbos to testify to the high court. But he's not able to walk himself, you could actually bring him on a donkey on Shabbos to Yerushalayim, even if you have to carry him in a stretcher, so other people have to schlep this guy to Yerushalayim so he can testify to the new moon in the high court. 
in Sodelahem if they are lying in ambush to ambush the witnesses. Now, this did happen in certain periods of history that Sadukim, the Sadducees, or the, the Kuthians, the Kuthim, wanted to disrupt the process of Edes Chodesh and Kiddush Chodesh. They were anti-Rosh Chodesh uh, kind of things. They, they had their own agenda. They wanted holidays to fall when they wanted them to fall, or they just wanted to make trouble. So anyway, sometimes these miscreants and uh, evildoers would be waiting to delay or harass the witnesses coming. So in that case, you could bring your stick with you. We mean like a gishmaka stick, not, you know, a, a nice thick walking stick you can beat these guys up with or defend yourself. If it's a long way, you could even bring some snacks. So if you can get there during the night and arrive the following day, you can be Mahalo Shabbat. So if they could, for instance, they saw the moon on Friday evening, it's already Shabbos, and if they travel Friday night and part of the next day on Saturday, they could reach the Bezdin on Shabbos itself and sanctify the new moon that day, then they have permission to go. But if they're not going to get there until Saturday night after Shabbos, they don't have permission to go because it will automatically anyway be proclaimed the next day as Rosh Chodesh. So what's the license? We've mentioned before the license for them to travel on Shabbos to testify to the new moon. These are the festivals of Hashem that you will designate. You will call them in their proper time. Meaning there's a deraisa interest that Hashem gives us in the Torah to obtain this testimony about the new moon and sanctify the month at the proper time, even if they must travel on Shabbos to do so.